You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, when I get stressed, I try to do a little wordplay. After all, if you take the word stressed and you spell it backwards, it becomes desserts. Now, I think of my favorite dessert, pecan pie, and I find myself smiling. It gets me in a better mood. Now, in the dog training world, a lot of emphasis is on the word heel. We're talking H-E-E-L, as to get your dog to trot along your left side. But some dogs are masters at another form of heel, spelled H-E-A-L. And here to talk about a new breed of service dogs, psychiatric dogs, if you will, is my friend Jane Miller. She is a clinical psychotherapist and the author of a book generating a lot of tail wagging interest. It's called Healing Companions, Ordinary Dogs and Their Extraordinary Power to Transform Lives. Hey, Jane, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Well, Jane, I hope, is going to share us uh, some of her therapy success stories, and she's going to explain how a dog with a cool name like Umaya inspired her, plus she's going to get you some ways that maybe your dog can learn some cool tricks around the house right after we pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our guest today is Jane Miller. She's a clinical psychotherapist. She's an amazing dog trainer and now author of the book generating a lot of buzz called Healing Companions, Ordinary Dogs and Their Extraordinary Power to Transform Lives. Her book has earned plenty of praise from some top dogs in the in the world and pet world and others. We're talking Alan Schoen from Purdue, the amazing Temple Grandin, and Bernie Siegel. And Jane, I definitely have to uh, share the book quote from Bernie Siegel on your book. He wrote, after reading your book, he declared, 
animals are more complete than people. They are wonderful teachers, therapists, and role models for us all. Read Healing Companions and learn about their ability to guide and heal us all. Well, I guess you're, should we still have doctors in our lives, Jane? Well, I, yes, I think that they can <laughs> have both. They can complement each other, and I think that that is the greatest gift. As a matter of fact, um, when I went to see one of my doctors one day, I walked in and he looked at me and he said, you have nurturing dog syndrome. I said, excuse me? <laughs> and he's Australian. And he was looking at my shirt, and I was covered in lovely golden hair from my golden retriever, and he just thought it was beautiful. He thought it was the best. And he said, if it weren't for my cocker spaniel, I don't know what I'd do. And, wow. Uh, he came to one of my book signings because he really understands the healing power of dogs, and his dog helped him when he was going through leukemia. So, yeah, wow. I think we all have a lot to learn from our animals. Now, I met you a few years ago at one of these International Association of Animal Behavior Consultant conferences when it was just forming out, and we met each other, and you told me at the time that you've been wanting to do a book. So this sounds like it has been more than just a labor of love for you. So what was involved and what inspired you to do this book? Well, it's uh, been kind of a, a work in progress. I started probably eight years ago realizing that what was happening in my life and in my office needed to be explored and, and talked about in a greater realm. And I thought a book was a really wonderful way to expose what I was seeing and what I was experiencing and helping to educate others about the healing power of psychiatric service dogs. And it really all came about through someone named Alan Schellen, as a matter of fact. Alan mm-hmm. met me, oh gosh... 10 years or more ago, and um, we were at the at a conference, and I ended up presenting with him at the conference about kindred spirits and how animals can be so healing, and I talked at that point about Umaya and how she had transformed how I worked as a psychotherapist. She was in... She was going through cancer herself, and her radiation treatment was so far from my home, but closer to my work, that she would go to work with me every day. And here was this dog that was filled with the love of life and just a glow that you wouldn't believe, but her whole back end was completely bald because she was going through radiation treatment. And she would do what I call the rounds. Golden Retrievers love to have toys in their mouths. And she would come into the waiting room and she would go around the waiting room with all the toys in her mouth and deliver them to everybody in the waiting room. Now, this was a psychotherapy waiting room. (laughs) So most people were sitting there pretty depressed. Well, this dog didn't let them sit there for very long being very depressed because she got them playing tug of war and she got them really motivated to throw the ball and have a good time. And she then was in therapy sessions with me and she would... uh, When someone would come into my office, if they were feeling angry, she would go away and go directly to her bone and start chewing it voraciously. Now, many people that come into psychotherapy are unaware of their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was my clients would come in and they would look at Umaya and they would say, oh, God, I didn't think I was angry. And (laughs) they would immediately identify what they were feeling because... She was mirroring them, and so it was really amazing to see the transformation that was happening for my clients 
who were becoming so much more attuned to their emotional state, as well as they'd be on the floor petting Umaya and sharing incredible details of trauma history. And they wouldn't even realize they were sharing these things because they were petting her. So over time, I had a client who ended up going into a mental health uh, psychiatric, psychiatric ward. And when she was getting ready to leave, she looked at me and she said, Jane, I need an Omaya. I thought, you need an Omaya? What are you talking about? You can barely take care of yourself. You need an Omaya? And it was in one of those moments of, wow, I need to really think about this. And I did a lot of research. And at that point, it was after 1990, which was when the American Disabilities Act was enacted. And the American Disabilities Act, when it was enacted, included those with mental illness as being uh, qualified as being disabled, just like people that are blind and are mobility impaired or hearing impaired. So the whole landscape of what then a person was capable of having to assist them changed. So someone who was blind all along was able to have a guide dog or a service dog, but now people that were dealing with PTSD, if they were severely limited in their ability to function, they were able to have a service dog. So she was really the first client that led me down this whole route that I would never have discovered if it hadn't been for Omaya and for her. Is this Mindy you're speaking of? Because I think yes, that's one of the Mindy. first chapters. Okay. She is the first cha- chapter. She starts the book, and her experience with her wonderful dog, Nina, and how Nina really transformed her life. I have to say, um, without divulging too much information about Mindy at this point, she, because of Nina, ha- has now obtained her master's degree, and she now works full-time. This was a someone who was severely disabled, barely functioning, who is now working and capable of functioning because of her dog. So I think from my perspective as a psychotherapist, and I think there's a place for medication, and many of my clients are on medication, the presence of a dog can make it possible for people to live much more fulfilling and more capable lives where they can function. Um, They're able to go to grocery stores. They're able to go out, go to the bank, and have full-time jobs and live lives that they never would have been able to do without their dogs. So I think it's important for us to recognize that all the medication in the world doesn't get someone out of bed in the morning. But a dog, I don't know any of you that have dogs, that if you didn't get out of bed to take them outside to go potty, they wouldn't (laughs) Uh, wake you up and make sure you put something on and most people then put clothes on so this gets someone to get dressed which many people that suffer from severe disability have a really hard time not only getting out of bed but getting dressed so they have to get dressed and they take their dog out and then they have to feed their dog so that they end up feeding themselves many times just the need of having to care for another living creature, another sentient being, helps them take care of themselves. And so dogs are very, very good at needing a routine. And most people that suffer with mental illness really lack the ability to keep to a maintaining a routine. And mm-hmm. dogs 
really like to be fed the same time every day and go for walks. And that's another thing. You get out and go for walks and exercise is fabulous. So, you know, so many way, in ways in which we take for granted things we, many of us do so easily, many people with disabilities really struggle with and the dog can help them with. And specifically, what, what does a dog do for someone that is uh, mentally ill? Well, I'd like to share some of the tasks that I train dogs to do, depending on the individual. And that is what's so profound about what I do, because it's unlike guide dogs, which are all trained pretty much to do the same thing. With my clients, every client is different, and every client's needs are different. So, for example, my client who might have nightmares due to be having a trauma history. She might have a trauma history, a sexual abuse trauma history, so she might be choking and, and not breathing, and the dog will be alerted to the choking and the not breathing while she's having the nightmare and start licking her head or pawing at her or nudging her, whereas a veteran might wake up from a nightmare uh, lashing their body around because they're back in combat and the dog will be cued to wake that veteran up from that and then um, not only wake them up but lead them out of bed and have them sit down on the couch and go retrieve their remote control and have them watch TV till the nightmare is no longer affecting them. So we can have dogs trained many different tasks. People that suffer from overeating I've had dogs that will block the person from going to the refrigerator. They are trained to do that. They are also trained to many people that eat out of emotional eating, don't sit down when they're eating and they pace, and the dogs are trained to kind of nudge them and lead them to a chair and then stare at them while they eat. And most people don't like to be stared at, and it makes the person realize that they're eating way too much food. And if they're anorexic, the dog can be trained to go get the food for them. So there are okay. very there are many different tasks. It, this is such a meaty book, Jane. I mean, you know, a half hour show can't do it justice. But because of it is such a compelling book, and what I really like is that you do have a lot of appendixes in the back that give people some practical take home information on how they can better their lives and help others that they know that could really benefit by a dog with this kind of a talent. And uh, so we're happy that we're going to be giving away not one, but two copies of Healing Companions for all our listeners. And the way you can do it is you have to email me, Arden at 4-F-O-U-R-LeggedLife.com, and you have to give a code word. And I think, uh, Jane, we have a special code word that you want to share with our listeners. Yes, I do. It is Umaya. It's U-M-A-Y-A. And let me share with you, that means stability in another language. And really, Umaya was my, my stability and the beginning of my journey what I do today. We'll talk a little bit about a mile in a bit. So to get the book, you have to send in Arden at Four-Legged Life with U-M-A-Y-A. And we're going to be able to, we're going to post it on my newsletter that comes out, the Arden Moore Knows Pets. And we'll put it here on the Pet Life Radio Network, too. I'm very grateful that you're giving away not one, but two of these books, Jane. And for some people, you're willing to put the uh, book, you're going to send a bookmark Yes, I have made bookmarks that are the cover of my book and then on the back all the endorsements of the different people that endorsed my book and did blurbs for my book. And then I will sign the bookmarks since not all the books that Arden has available to her were signed. 
but you get a signed bookmark. So what you will have to do is you'll have to email me, Miller at Oberlin, O-B-E-R-L-I-N dot net, and send me your address, and I will then send you a signed bookmark and make sure you get that. You know, I think it, the healing power of pets also has to have a little bit of humor in it. I mean, the show is called Oh Behave, and are there any incidences? I mean, a lot of the book shows people some pretty practical ways that dogs can do things, little household chores, if you will. I, I mean, I haven't seen a dog push a vacuum cleaner yet, but they can fetch remotes and other things. So is there any um, story you can share with us about training a dog to, to assist all kinds of people? Yes. One of the stories that I love is of my puppy when she was a puppy. She's now going to be coming up on four, Ahava. I was teaching her how to go get the phone, and it was a little cell phone, and I didn't really want her her lovely saliva all over my phone, so I put it inside <laughs> a sock, and I put a tennis, she loves tennis balls, so I stuck a tennis ball inside that, that as well, and I put it on the edge of the counter, and I said, go get the phone, and she ran, and she got the sock, and she was all excited, and she then ran away, and I said, Ahava, bring it here, bring it here, and she kept looking at me with this very quizzical look of, why would I bring you this? And all of a sudden, she started chewing it, like, like voraciously. And I just realized that she heard me saying, not phone, but bone. Uh-oh. And, and I was like, this is not a good thing. So all, it hit me that I had to change the name of the phone, and I called it the ring ring. All of a sudden, that ring ring came flying over to me and dropped in my hand. And from that point forward, we had her fully trained to go get the phone, which was then the ring ring. So if I say now, go get the phone, she looks at me like, oh, not again, get that bone. And she runs and goes, get, get the bone. And, and so if I remember and say the ring ring, there goes, there she goes, and she runs and gets the ring ring. So I can see you going it, into it, your phone service provider and, and showing this sloppy, chewed up, saliva fur-filled phone and say, am I on a replacement policy? <laughs> right, exactly. And, and we've had many humorous um, and funny uh, incidences with uh, when we do what is called public access training, where, mm-hmm. you know, we are mostly familiar with guide dogs. And some of my clients that are, that are in my book have had dogs that are the more traditional guide dogs, like Labrador Retrievers. And Tracy and Baron and I would go out and all, all the time people would assume that she was blind. And so we one day went to the car dealership to have her car have an oil change, and she went to go pay the bill. And when she gets very nervous about making payments and dealing with clerks at at, at uh, tellers, she ends up uh, not being able to see. So she says, let me go get my glasses. And she comes back, and she then asks the woman to tell her what, what does she owe them because she can't see it. And she hands them the money, and she gets in her car, and everybody in the dealership is looking with a eyes of, this is just incredible. <laughs> Here's this Labrador Retriever sitting in the back seat directing her and telling her how to drive. And they looked at me, and I got the most amount of praise I've ever gotten as a trainer, thinking that this dog could tell my client how to uh, drive and 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 movie theaters. We had people come up to Tracy and say, "So does the dog tell you what the movie was about after it's over?" So I mean, it's quite funny some of the comments you get uh, when people just don't know how to respond to an invisible disability. You know, you don't need a high tech GPS if you've got a dog like Baron. Baron can like sniff out where the next route turn is supposed to be. I'm assuming. Oh, you got that right. It was it was <laughs> very very cute, very funny. 
little ner- I would be a little nervous being behind that car, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 and especially probably in where I live in California and all. But uh, we're going to take a break right now. We're talking to Jane Miller. She is the author of Healing Companions, Ordinary Dogs and Their Extraordinary Power to Transform Our Lives. We're going to learn a little bit about some help that they've done for combat veterans and more right after we take this commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. You have to listen to Arden Moore on Oh Behave on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Oh Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm delighted to have Jane Miller on our show. She is the author of Healing Companions. She is a clinical psychotherapist. I wonder if she's analyzing me right now. Uh-oh. I don't care. <laughs> Jane, this is a labor of love, your book. Let's talk. I know we've done a little levity. We've had some fun. But seriously, there's a lot of people in this really crappy economy. We've fought way too many wars. We're still fighting wars. And people are, are bringing those battles back in their head. So, from your book, how are these psychiatric therapy dogs really sort of a such an added need these days? Well, we are seeing many, many veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan with severe symptoms of PTSD. You're reading about this. This is in the paper daily. And these veterans can benefit so dramatically from the, the assistance of these dogs because when you have PTSD, these dogs can alert to your panic attacks because you're, you're re-experiencing the combat experience daily and, and everywhere you go. And so frequently we teach these dogs to, to alert to when you're entering into a panic attack and, and then lead you out of the area that you're in where you're being triggered. So, for mm-hmm. example, if you're in the aisle at a grocery store and people are standing too close to you, we train these dogs to do what we call watch my back. They will stand behind you, blocking people from getting too close to you so you don't feel suffocated. And many, many veterans come back with what we call hypervigilance, where they feel that people are coming too close to them and encroaching on their space. And that's very scary. They also mm-hmm. experience nightmares, like I spoke about earlier. So we have many veterans that can benefit from the healing power of psychiatric service dogs. The thing that we're struggling with is that financially this is quite an undertaking. Not only does the training entail a lot of time and commitment and money, but you have to feed your dog, you need money for the vet care, veterinarian care. And so if anybody's interested, please feel free to make donations to vetshelpingheroes.org and specifically state that you want the donation to go to Ohio Veterans for Service Dogs in Ohio, and that that money then will specifically come to the veterans I'm working with in Ohio. 
We really want to help these veterans be able to get what they need. And the hard part is there are many different organizations that now are providing psychiatric service dogs for the veterans, um, but the problem is the waiting list is two, two years or more, and these wow. veterans don't have two years or more. So I can help them today, and we really need to start providing as many of these dogs as possible. And right now, I am working with the prison program here. We get the dogs from the Animal Protective League, and they go through extensive training in, at the women's prison in Cleveland. And then when they are ready to be uh, leave the prison, they are trained pretty well in just basic training. And then I do the continued training so they can then be trained as service dogs for these veterans. And oh, that's commendable. Hard. Yeah. I've actually done a, a similar program, Pups on Parole, in Vegas, mm-hmm. and the warden let me out after the radio show, so I felt really good about that. But you're actually giving back to some of these inmates, too. I mean, from your therapeutic aspects, I mean, that kind of gives them motivation to uh, make each day count, right? Yeah, not only that, but they gain a skill. Many mm-hmm. of these um, inmates then end up becoming dog trainers, and when mm-hmm. they leave the... Uh, uh, prison, they then are volunteering at the Animal Protective League and or get a job. And it's wonderful because they feel like they have something to contribute and give back. And the, 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 the dogs give them something to live for and wake up for every day and, and also help them become better at taking care of themselves because in order for them to be in these programs, they have to behave appropriately. And they will then behave very differently than they would have if they didn't have a reason to, to really make sure that they were doing what needed to be done in order to keep the dog, and they want to keep their dogs. Now, from the dog's perspective, they need a job. I don't care if you've got a little teacup poodle or a great dame, and you've been dedicated your life to dogs and to help people. So, you know, in this book, you've got a lot of different tasks that you outline in your appendixes, but these are things that any dog, as you say, an ordinary dog in a household whether or not the person has emotional or psychological issues, don't you think that our dogs deserve to do learn more every day, be little pupils, you know, pup pupils? Yes, I do. And I think, you know, we, we talk about exercise, but we also need to exercise their minds. Dogs mm-hmm. are curious creatures. They love to work. They, their noses are phenomenal. And helping them use their noses to find things, to hide things and have them find them. They love doing that. So I think it's, it's quite, and it's, and it's neat to see that, boy, I trained my dog how to go retrieve the phone, or I right. trained my dog to go retrieve the, the remote control, or to get me a drink, or to get me something from the fridge, or, or empty out the dryer. You know, dogs mm-hmm. really love to be challenged and try these things. As well as, I think, one of the things I really, all my clients I work with, I teach them not only stress reduction, relaxation techniques for themselves, but those techniques for their dogs as well. I have a little demo video on my website. You can go to my website, www.healing-companions.com, and you can see me teaching Tracy how to, have, how to help Fanola learn how to relax. Because many dogs also get stressed, and being in an environment where they're working all the time, that can be stressful. And we all get stressed, and so we impact our dogs. 
And when we learn techniques with our dogs, it also helps us learn techniques for ourselves. Frequently, when we're helping our dogs de-stress, we start breathing more calmly and slower. And so you'll see the dog relax and you'll start relaxing more. So all my clients learn how to do what we got a technique called T-Touch that also uses some acupressure points and massage. And it's very, very relaxing for the client and for the dog. No, I love that, Jane. And I love one of the chapter headers you have. It's called, it's appropriate, sit, stay, soothe. I mean, seriously, I think we go a zillion miles an hour. We're not even enjoying the present moment. And our dogs can put us in that moment. Don't you agree? I totally agree. And one of the things dogs love to do is sniff when we're out on a walk. And yes, these are working dogs, but if you let your dog have sniff time, it helps you to also look at what's around the world. And is it a sunny day? Is it, you know, snowy? Are the trees covered in snow? What is out there? What can you see? What do you smell? What do you, what do you, dogs help us to really notice everything around us. My dogs notice every squirrel, every bird. And it helps me then see what's out there because so often we walk, we're quickly going places, but we don't really take in what is around us and, and, and what, what we really, the, being in the moment. Dogs are great at being in the moment and helping us be more in the moment, which is wonderful. All right, everybody, you got the advice. I know all the dogs who are huddled next to their pet parents right now listening to our show are going, finally, somebody gets us. Jane is here with her book, Healing Companion. She's going to help you learn how to live in the moment. She's going to bring out some things you may find fascinating about dogs. We're talking ordinary dogs doing extraordinary things. And we have a good ally with a tail that's helping people that really need help the most and be able to make the most of their lives. This has been quite a a journey for you, Jane. And I'm very delighted that you're giving away two copies of your book, Healing Companions, to the people who do the code word, U-M-A-Y-A means Mm -hmm. stability, and I hope that everybody that can enter will uh, give the name Omaya and be feeling much more stable and hopefully win a copy of my book, and then I will send them a bookmark. That sounds great, and uh, you can dash over to learn more about Jane and her crusade and how you can help veterans and other people in need get the dogs they need, these psychiatric therapy dogs, by going to the website healing-companions.com. www.healing-companions.com. My number is 1-800-457-0345. My email is jmiller at oberlin.net, and I would love to hear from people. All right, Jane, thank you very much for being a guest on our show, and I wish you much success in this book. I hope it really does transform many lives. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day. Take care, everyone. Love your pets and cuddle with them and enjoy every moment. Cherish the moments with them. That's right. And at this time, I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. He keeps me on task. Well, that's our show for today. I'm very happy that all of you tuned in. You are now listening to the number one pet podcast on the planet. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. 
From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.